It's time for Your Trusted Advisor, the podcast with Alina Gonzalez-Dockery, brought to you by Life Law Planning. Well, welcome back, everyone. Charlie McDermott, co-host slash producer of the show, back here with Alina Gonzalez-Dockery. Alina, how you doing? I am fantastic. Hey, Charlie. Are you getting hey. ready for the upcoming February month of love? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, it's it's hopefully everyone is watching the video of this episode because they've got to see your gorgeous red. I'm assuming it's a dress. I can only see the top part, outfit, whatever. I mean, you are you're geared up for February. Is that a special time of the year for you? Fab, um, February 14th is extremely special because it's my parents anniversary and we are celebrating 63 years. This, oh, wow. this year. Yeah. So we have a lot to celebrate. I am very grateful and blessed that I have the most yeah. amazing parents who have provided not only such an amazing example of how to persevere and overcome and follow your dreams, um, but also the love and commitment that they share. I mean, 63 years. And it, it, that's incredible. Um it's always been the joke of the family that with especially taking into consideration my parents' longevity in their marriage, that I started off my legal career as a divorce attorney. Um, That's true. <laughs> kind of like, okay, what this is going to go with the other? And, and my mother always looked at me, she goes, you know, how is it? And I'm like, you know, mom, it, it you know, even through divorce, even through like estate planning, even through going through situations, there's always an opportunity to to acknowledge the love that exists. Yeah. And I think this is a message, or I truly believe this is a message that we all need reminding of. Yeah. That in everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on in our private lives and situations that keep popping up, if we take a moment and just find that there is a root love to everything. Um, you know, I just had a mediation last week with a client and it was for a dissolution of marriage and it was a long time, a long-term marriage. Hmm. And we were talking um, and we were talking about, you know, once the healing process you know, really begins and to take effect and, and that maybe the anger or hurt that she was feeling starts subsiding, that she'll start to realize and acknowledge the love that existed and yeah. continues to exist. As, even though the marriage is, you know, she and her husband are no longer together. They had the blessing of two beautiful children. You know, um, there were so many, you know, memories and things yeah. In that, I mean, even for myself, I am divorced, you know, and I'm now divorced nine years, but I can look back and see and appreciate much of the love that my ex-husband and I exhibited to each other, you know, and the memories of family and, and his children and such that I can appreciate it. And I also have an, I'll say it is a gratitude that even yeah. after, that he has found new love and I found new love. Yeah. So we're each on a path. I mean, our chapter ended so long ago, but there's, but thanks to that relationship, thanks to that 
you know, to what I was able to learn and evolve in my previous marriage allows me to even grow more so in my current relationship with Jim. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there's this appreciation and, and I know, and I, and uh, I'm going to guess that you're like going, Alina, love, divorce, love, love planning. How does that all go? But it there is there's always an underline of love yeah. and yeah. yes february is romantic and yeah. i am a i am a hopeless romantic i am a rom-com fan so <laughs> um, but i do believe that 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 yeah. is the underlying yeah my underlying theme and the, my purpose to everything that i do i always keep in mind love is the foundation yeah that I do everything in. You know, I, and I'm going to say the obvious. I love that attitude. I, I, you know, as you're, as you're talking, it just brings back to me, you know, and what I've learned over my years. And, and that's, there's two ways to respond in life. And, and I'm so glad you brought this message up. And especially in the case of a divorce, I think that's a great example. We can either respond with love or with fear, Right. And and the typical response and we all get those choices, you know, and 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 oftentimes it's an emotional kind of visceral reaction, you know, some called anger. But really, it's fear. And and in divorce, I mean, you would know better, better than I. Fortunately, I, 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 I've not had to go down that path. But, you know, my guess is a lot of fear there, you know, being alone, you know, oh, you know, maybe my spouse will get better of me financially or, or whatever it is. Um, my kids might like my spouse better than me. Well, well that's definite in my case. But, uh, you know, there, it, but when you look at life with love, oh, my Lord, you know, it. Besides, it's it's a wonderful um, mood to operate in, uh, but but it's not. Can I use the word namby pamby or you know it, it's not sugar coated. It no. it's it's just the best way to live because you you're going to look at life not necessarily through rose colored glasses, but you're just going to feel better about life. And in in this world with all the fear based influences, where if we don't operate that way we're going to get sucked in and and every moment of our day is going to get impacted by everything we hear and see and 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 you know kind of get pulled into well absolutely it could be a spiral i mean i I, i've experienced it i've lived through it this is definitely something that in my transformational journey i have been operating more and more from this state yeah but also it's so simple to see examples of yeah. love. So um, I like, I'll take, for instance, I have a client. Um, he is, he's just the most adorable older gentleman. He and his wife came to me several years ago to do their estate plan. While we were in the process of it, she died very unexpectedly. And we concluded with his, he wanted to ensure that he had the will done for, you know, to ensure that his daughter and granddaughter were taken care of. Right. But um, it was definitely a sad moment. However, you know, he was always talking about the love that they had and and that was the memory and things. Well, just recently he gave, he gave me a call 
And he was, and he, and I was like, I haven't heard from him for like maybe a year or so. And he gives me a call out of the blue and he's like, I just wanted to know something. He goes, if I were to get remarried, what, you know, what do I need to do to make sure that everything that we did prior stays in effect? And I was so happy for him. Yeah. Because especially, and I think that, um, we take for granted that love, marriage, and all that is for the young. But mm. in my practice, I'm actually being a participant in a way, in a very small way, in people who in their later years are finding love again and remarrying. And like with him, he was like, well, what do I have to do? And I was like, well, you know, she, his prospective wife is a widow. She, you know, him being a widower, they both had their yeah. children, they both already have separate assets. I was like, well, why don't we, you know, the first step we would do is get a prenuptial agreement. And a prenuptial agreement doesn't have to be for those that have immense wealth, like, you know, Elon Musk or, you know, mm -hmm. the Kardashians or whatever. Let's just, uh, you can tell yeah. I, yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever pop culture, I, you know, person that you want to think of. What a prenuptial agreement does is it's not setting you up for divorce. It's not meaning that, oh, we got to, you know, we're anticipating this. All it is is to ensure that you have each other's rights and, and assets ascertained properly mm -hmm. so that in marriage, you know, yours is yours, mine is mine. However, if we decide to buy something together, we can. So there is that avenue to create wealth together hmm. but also it allows both of the parties to waive any inheritance rights they have under law as a spouse to ensure that their children their grandchildren will receive everything that they desire again yep. it, uh, and a prenuptial agreement really is a beautiful way of uh, beginning a relation, a, a marital relationship, even for those that are young. Um, mm -hmm. It was last month. We just had um, a young couple in their late twenties or about to get married, but they decided to do a prenuptial agreement because that way they understood what each one was bringing to the table. They knew their finance, each other's finances. They knew what assets they had, and then they were proceeding forward. But even within that agreement, they had like after five years, uh, the wife could buy, you know, pay X amount of dollars or half the equity. And she would have full interest in the house that the husband already owned. Hmm. You know, and yeah. Yeah. and they had like if there were children, what will you know what they intend to do when children are a lot, you know, come into the picture and things like that. But even for the older generation, though, it really is a it, it, it's. Just another um, slab of concrete in that foundation for the new relationship to be sturdy yes. and stable, but also ensuring that your children, your grandchildren, your relatives, whoever it is that you wish to pass your legacy onto, that is still completely and wholly there. Yeah. So, you know, and I think he also, um, he also spurred this my thinking lately of love and how love evolves and the different stages of love in all aspects of our yeah. life. So, you know, let me go back to that, that prenup because um, 
no, you're an expert in that. Um, you do it all the time. There's there are probably listeners who maybe might feel awkward even bringing it up. They wouldn't even know how to structure. They they might even think that they would have to meet with you or meet with an attorney because obviously you, you're listened to all over the country, so they don't have to you know travel to Southwest Florida. Um, but you know they probably feel they have to go in prepared and and tell the attorney, hey, I I want a prenup and it should be X Y and Z and structured this way, and in five years this happens. But that's not the way it works, correct? Actually, usually the the individuals that come in and um, that come in for and requesting a prenup, they, they tend to have a better idea. Okay. Okay. Um, now I'm going to give you my experience. So yeah. I've had people where it was either like this young couple, they were both starting off. Hey, they were young. They were starting off in life. The, the, the husband to be actually did have a house. So he was thinking, okay, in the event of a divorce, I don't want everything like I put in, you know, bought this house, I've owned it, I don't want that yeah. equity gone. So it was kind of insuring, in a way, like an insurance thing, like, okay, if, you know, I'm not going to lose my house or lose portion of my equity, but I don't want it to be all mine, mine, mine. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I want my wife to be a part of this. And I want my wife to be able to ascertain. So if, she, and then, so she agrees, she goes, you know what? you worked hard to put that money, you know, a big deposit down for that house. And I don't want to take that away from you either. I'm willing to do pay in X amount of dollars and she has five years to do so at five years. She can put a lump sum, whether it's today or or in five years, a lump sum, and then they will retitle it as husband and wife. Yeah. Um, So, and she, she, and it was cute because I think I shouldn't say cute, but it was, it was cute. They were the cutest <laughs> couple because they're, yeah. you know, I look at them and they're around the age of my nephew and his wife. Yeah. And, yeah. and I look at that going, you know, they're, I give it up for that, for that generation or that age because they have um, more, um, I think they have a better understanding mm-hmm. of finances or financial breakdown or, and maybe it's because divorce was more common, mm, you know, yeah. um, whereas opposed to like in, when I was growing up, I mean, it was rare among my family's yeah. friends and stuff. Um, but there was a better understanding, but also in how to evolve it. Yeah. And then, of course, when like I'll use myself for an example. Yes. Um, if I, you know, not if when we get married, um, Jim and I will have a prenuptial. Because absolutely, he, you know, I'm building my, you know, I have my mm-hmm. business, I have certain assets and stuff, and he has his and, and also where we're at in life, I'm growing, whereas mm-hmm. he's kind of stabilizing, you yeah. know, and, and I absolutely think that it, it's right that we have a prenuptial agreement to ensure that everything is, is separated in a way that to ensure that his son and his family get what he reaps, but also because we've discussed it, obviously, you know, well, not, um, we stated to each other, obviously we want to make sure that what we create together, that there is, you know, some taking care of. And one of the things that he always said was because he does have greater assets and greater income at this time than I do. He was like, I want you to be 
feel secure in this relationship as well. And I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. Yeah. yeah so, and you know, and vice versa, he knows yeah. that yeah. I, I'm not in it for, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not looking for the proverbial, you know, yeah. sugar daddy or anything like that. But I also know that I want to be, you know, as I told him, there is security in knowing what we have, what we're going into it and what happens if. Yeah. And a prenuptial agreement also doesn't just deal with if in the event of a divorce, this is how we're dealing with, you know, your assets or your assets, my assets or my assets, the combined assets that are titled as husband and wife or joint tenants with the right of survivorship. Those are, will be equitably distributed, but it also deals with in passing. So a prenuptial mm-hmm. agreement ties into your estate planning documents mm-hmm. as well, especially your will or your trust, because for instance, let's say you're getting remarried and in the prenuptial agreement, you say, well, I have a marital home. It's a non-marital asset, or I have a homestead property. Excuse me. You can tell I'm a divorce tornado, a marital residence. Um, I have a homestead property. We are going to reside together in this homestead property. In the prenuptial agreement, I, as a wife, waive any rights to, you know, to, to what, you know, laws say that I can claim a, you know, a life estate in that. But he's like, you know what? You get a life estate interest in the home so long as you are, you know, you live in the home, you're not remarried, things like that. So I'll have a life estate interest. Then he can also put in there that, um, upon my passing, you know, I'm waiving all of my elective shares and family allowance, but then he'll be, he can put in his will, you know, he can state in the prenuptial agreement in the will, I'm going to be providing X, Y, Z. You can provide for your new spouse there. And again, it's, it does sound very contractual and very business, right? but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so heady. Um, and then there are some that they want the prenuptial so that their spouses, especially in clients that come from other countries that don't understand our laws. So they have a better understanding going, you have some rights, you have some, you know, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. It helps. It helps open up a conversation and talking about finances, talking about, you know, what, uh, you know, assets, what debts you have and things like that. That is a cumbersome discussion to have. Yeah. And by opening up this door and this path of going, you know what, we want to be open. We want to be honest. We want to be, everything is out in the open because we're starting this relationship with honesty and trust. You really, you know, okay, what each is coming to the table, but also as a way to ensure that each is protected yeah. as well. So it, it really does come from a place of love. Yeah. 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 Always comes back to love, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I don't know. It speaking, does. <laughs> speaking of love and Valentine's Day and your long history with Valentine's Day, what comes to mind? You know, that, that one memory looking back uh, that, that you want to share. Uh, you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> oh. My parents' 60th anniversary. My dad had a stroke that September oh. beforehand. Right. Um, 
and he had he's recovered amazingly okay mm-hmm. but um so their 60th wedding anniversary right mm-hmm. it was right before covid shutdowns and stuff so um yeah. and we didn't have the big big party like we did when they for their 50th but for mm-hmm. me their 60th was even more meaningful because of my father had a stroke and it was a massive stroke and the miracle that it is that um, he was dancing with it, with me. He was dancing with his granddaughters. He was dancing with my mother. And, mm-hmm. and also we, we were, we had a nice dinner party with very good friends of theirs. And there was another couple that was about that celebrated 60 years. And there was another couple celebrating 55, you know, we mm-hmm. have a lot of, you know, family, I call mm-hmm. them family, you know, mm-hmm. uh, friends of the family that were having big anniversaries as well around that time. Um, if not even on that same day. Mm. Um, but I would say probably that was the most memorable just because of yeah. the reality is, is that we had my dad there yeah. and my mother was, you know, so happy and my dad too. And it was just cute. I mean, if, okay. if you were to see my parents, like big time Frank Sinatra, I think it's a Cuban thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. We had, I used to hang out there a lot back yeah. in the day. So yeah. No, but this, and then my dad, you know, for the kids, like modern music came on. Like, um, <laughs> it's funny because he does like the Latin fusion. So they, you know, we were dancing that, and you see my dad boogieing out there, and you would never have thought this is a man who had a yeah. massive stroke in, just in September, and here we are, February fourteenth. Wow. That would be the greatest memory right now, I would say, that pops up to mind just because it was a true celebration of the love that they shared of, and it was proof of how committed and strong their bonds are, that it overcame Hmm. the health. I mean, yes, you know, they, 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 they're Cuban refugees and coming to a country where they didn't know the language, didn't have any money, nothing, and not knowing what that, what, you know, where their future was, what that path, new journey was going to end up. And then for them to be surrounded by their grandchildren and their children and good friends. And it was, you know, that was, I would say that's probably the biggest testament. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's uh, yeah, lover. Yeah. So I'm very happy. I didn't totally, but I yeah, did. You know, it, well. Like, it, it, well, <laughs> I guess I should have warned you. You know, remember Saturday Night Live Coffee Talk? Coffee Talk. Who did that skit? Uh, God, what's his name? Michael Myers, the guy from Shrek. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. You know, uh, I'm from Clint. Talk amongst yourselves. Yes, that would be yes. the time. So, but yeah, (laughs) that was it. Um, And I will say that that's Valentine's day doesn't just hold a special meaning because of my parents and the love that they have. Even my nieces said that Valentine's day is so, so much more because of them. So anyway, now I'm clumped again. (laughs) Well, we, Wish you a wonderful Valentine you too. month and day. And uh, yeah, so uh, so happy you're able to share this with 
with the world and it's an important message and uh uh, so bring on the love and uh we'll uh i'll love looking forward to our next episode alina coming up soon here thank you yeah this was so much fun and thank you for going down the uh the this path i know some people when i talk about love and i and i talk about it with others they kind of look at me and i'm like it's woo i know but you know what it's the truth is that if we all go back to looking at just the basic and it, the, it, 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 and what's most important is first and foremost, the love for oneself. Yeah. Because when you look at and you see the love within yourself, it does emanate That's outward. That's a really good point. Yes, it does. You know, mm-hmm. we all, yeah, here we go. You know, we're closing the show and now we're going to get to do a whole nother uh, topic. But, you know, it's just to that point. I mean, you made that that visual with, with and for our, our listeners who can't see Alina, you know, that almost like a, 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 I don't know, a vibration. Right. And and that's exactly what it is. You know, we all put out that vibration and it's not woo. It's 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 scientific. I mean, there, there's we're all electrical. We're all energy. Right. And. Right. And it's it's back to love. We can put out that vibration of love. I mean, we've all been there. You, you, you hear that saying of, uh, you know, so-and-so walked in the room and sucked the life out of the room, right? And then there's the other. You know, Alina walked into the room and everyone just felt upbeat, right? And yeah. it's, 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 it's energy. It's, it's yeah. that, you know. So uh, the love vibration is very, very powerful. And, and uh, yeah, it's... I think it's a dynamite important message uh, for you to share. And man, your clients are fortunate to have you guiding them because um, that's a, that can be, um, you know, obviously with a divorce, a very trying period of time and have someone who looks at it from the eyes of love and not, you know, however it's looked at is I think really important. So. I agree. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, trust me, I have to remind myself because there are times where I just want my things to come out, and you know, We're but yeah, it, it, but in in essence, that's it. Really, is that yeah. it's that foundation, and I'm consciously trying to bring that forward to all of that. And you mentioned that my clients are lucky to have me. I'm the one who's blessed to have my clients because with every client, I I receive new knowledge. I I learn more, and so it's just uh, one thing I can say is with everything that's going on in in the world today, in the lives, and you know, especially here in Southwest Florida, when you know people are dealing with still so much and recovering from Hurricane Ian and all that, I witness every moment that mm. there's some love there. Whether it's someone helping out a neighbor, whether it's a parent, you know, hugging their child or you know, walking your dog and kind of laughing at the silliness that the dog can do or being, you know, have a cat nuzzling up to you. I mean, there's always little moments of love. And if we capture just that little glimpse and then we build upon that and hold on to that, that's what grows. Yeah. So. Love it. Alina, you have a wonderful rest of the day and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for listening to Your Trusted Advisor, the podcast with Alina Gonzalez-Dockery. 
To learn more about Life Law Planning, go to lifelawplanning.com or call 239-789-2533.